This is the Maxing You Podcast. Maxing You Podcast. Where dating extraordinaire, fitness expert, and former Miss Marilyn talks all things self-growth and relationship elevation. She's got you covered on mindfulness, fitness, nutrition, relationships, and self-care. You got a girl that could finally do it all. You're one place to listen to for all the things that matter. Now, here's your host, Coach T. Hey, it's Coach T, and we're back for another episode of Maxing You. I'm beyond excited today because I have one of my dear friends and colleagues, Thomas Tomlo, joining us. So if you don't know Tom, I'll tell you a little bit about him. He is a six-time consecutive winner of the Iron Man Award, uh, which is awarded by the United States Marine Corps. He is the co-founder of several CrossFit gyms, ranging from DC all the way to North Carolina, and he is also a celebrity personal trainer. He's worked with numerous athletes, NFL players, NBA players, and also notably the Bush sisters and Condoleezza Rice. He's an amazing guy and he's got lots of insight about really practical on-point tips. So of course today, I'm going to be picking his brain about all things fitness and nutrition. Take a look. Hey guys, so it's Coach T and I am back with another episode of Maxing You. And of course, it's the first week in January and we're all thinking about New Year's stuff. So no better person to bring on than my dear friend, Tom Tomlo, who's a celebrity trainer who's got amazing badass advice that I can't wait for him to share. Hey Tom, how are you? Hey, good, how are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. So... If you heard the intro a second ago, you've already figured out that Tom is pretty amazing, a consecutive Ironman award winner, um, co-founder of multiple CrossFit gyms, and he's got lots of lots of cool expertise. So I wanted to bring him on today while we're all in this mindset to get healthier and figure out, well, how the hell do we actually do it? So Tom, what, what's some advice that you have right now, sort of this first week in January for people who have decided that they want to embark on, you know, fitness and nutrition changes. Goal setting would be primary, uh, taking the time to identify the goals that uh, you're ultimately trying to achieve and not only writing them down, but write down your blueprint to achieve them. Uh, Whether that be getting specific with the, the programming, uh, the nutrition, but also the time commitment, you know, being realistic about this is what I want to achieve. And this is realistic for me to commit to that, whether that becomes a daily commitment, um, three days a week kind of thing, just being realistic about your life, your challenges, kids, work, all the other things that you have going on, identifying it and being very, very clear about what it is you intend to intend to achieve. Yeah, no, that's so true. Cause people have these big grandiose ideas and no way to sort of implement them. So for people who are just starting out, how many days a week would you say they need to be getting in the gym to see results? Well, minimum of three. Um, and, and whether it's in the gym, and I know when you say in the gym, just getting moving. Um, right. as, long as, they're, as long as they're being active every day, they're going to have some sort of results. And it really is, is dependent upon the person. Um, you know, a higher level athlete with, with high level aspirations needs to be training every day, 
Um, even on their, their recovery days, it needs to be active recovery, time invested in mobility, therapy, therapeutic recreation, et cetera. But if you're talking about someone that's coming off the couch and has been sedentary for the past 5, 10, 20 years, it's going to be a little different. And you just really want them to start with, with walking, maybe 20 minutes a day, uh, stretching, getting the, the, the body moving again, breaking some of that rust off. Um, so it's, it's going to look different based on the person that, that, that is, you know, that, what their goals are and what their ability level is currently. Um, but ultimately, you, you kind of generally would answer that by saying, hey, look, you need to be training three days a week minimally to have minimal results. Ideally, we like to see our athletes uh, getting into the gym or, or getting onto the, the track or the field or whatever it is that their arena is five, six days a week. Yeah. So what do you say? Well, what do you say to people who are more active? So they've been working out for some time and now they've sort of seen a plateau. Uh, great question. So usually there's going to be some major um, physiological and hormonal change that they're going to have to make um, depending on the plateau. If you've got a, an athlete that has seen a plateau in like muscle development, for example, um, they're probably it's probably going to be programming for them and a and a and a shift in something in their nutrition levels, um, perhaps increasing their caloric intake, or taking a look breaking down what their calories versus their proteins look like. Um, but you can take an athlete that that comes out of the gates in the first 12, 18 months has seen a lot of progress. Uh, which is natural. And then they start to hit, to hit a wall. Uh, some of that's just, just the nature of it. You know, you can't, you can build more muscle in the first 10 months than you can in, in year five or six. Right. Um, it just comes hard. It's hard to come by. But as far as plateauing, when it comes to training specifically, that's going to be where variations in the lifts, variations in the percentages that the athletes are lifting through. You just can't always stay in that 10 to 15 rep range. You got to get your athletes on heavy percentages. Um, got to work and get them working down on those lower percentages, those 90 plus percentages and sets of four and five, mm-hmm. um, things like that. You know, it just, some athletes can plateau and it's, it's a different type of plateau. Some athletes are still looking for more weight loss. Some athletes are looking to as, as to why their muscle gains have decreased or started to plateau. So it's a question that is going to, again, differ by athlete, but um, typically, cha- you know, the training program needs to be comprehensive, well-rounded, constantly varied, and the nutrition has to be dialed in to, to meet the needs of the, the athlete's uh, activity level. Exactly. Yeah, we're definitely going to get into the nutrition part of it. But now in terms of the reps, because this is often a debate, you know, people are talking about doing the 10 to 15 reps and you you just spoke that we've got to sort of be more specific than that. Can you can you give us any more information on like, what do you do? How do you count the reps? How do you know when to stop? Great question. Um, I think this is something that I love that you asked that question, because I think the more people that know this, understand this, it really will help them. And it's really simple when you break it down, when you're trying to build low end power, the 
rep range should be between three and five and your rest between sets general generally speaking is going to be two to five minutes believe it or not so your five to ten range of reps is going to be for ultimately just hypertrophy of the muscle and then if you're looking for more of the muscular endurance and or you could call it toning if you wanted um that's going to be close to that 10 to 15 rep range and then when you say well which one should i be in it kind of is dictated by what your goals are um, we're going to have a different program for a defensive lineman than we would a defensive back for example you have two different types of athletes the athletes in the trenches require more power um, men that are looking women that are looking to develop more power overall need to be working in those lower rep ranges for a longer period of time. Athletes that are more concerned with just overall hypertrophy uh, would stay in that mid range. And then the athletes that want to build more of the endurance of the muscle would stay in the higher rep ranges. And for the athlete that's not sports specific, the answer is you need to be well-rounded. You need to spend time in the low end rep range, building your base and power foundational elements of your strength. You need to spend time building the hypertrophy in that mid-range, and you need to occasionally get off of the heavy loads and, and work with the higher reps to work the volume and stability of the muscle. Right. And so where do they start in terms of which weights that they're picking up? Because people have a lot of questions about that, and they're wondering, do they increase? Are they decreasing? I mean, there's a lot of information out there, and people don't know exactly what to follow. When you say increasing or decreasing, do you mean in, in, in weight, in weight, in, in, in weight during each rep, right? So are, are they going up? Are they going down with the reps? Are they staying consistent with the weight that they're, you know, using the entire time? Good. Another great question. Um, you, you, you want to see where the athlete is as far as movement mechanics go first. How well are they moving the weight? Do they, uh, do they master the, the range of motion? What is the quality of the movement? Once they've gotten the quality of the movement down, then you really want to start them in that mid-range zone. Um, you know, that 8 to 12-ish range, just, just seeing how well they're moving the weight, building a baseline, um, and seeing how their body responds to it, developing strength thresholds, getting an idea of setting benchmarks and, and getting an idea of what the athletes rep percentages would be. Right. And that takes some time. That can be a three month process to where we say, okay, where is Taylor's deadlift? What is her one rep max? Uh, that's going to dictate where her percentages are based off. So if we know Taylor can deadlift 200 pounds, then we know where to keep her at, you know, where her 60% range would be. And it takes some time to work up to build those type of numbers but for the average person that's just starting out and never done it before, it's been a long time, um, keep them in that mid-range and don't worry so much about the power, the low-end, heavy, heavy lifting. Mm -hmm. um, just worry about moving the weights very well, exceptionally well, and getting getting volume and reps, reps underneath your belt, 8 to 10, maybe even 12 reps per set. And uh, that'll give the athlete time to learn the mechanics of the movement and to build a little bit of a baseline of strength. Absolutely. So you talked about dialing in, sorry, dialing in on nutrition. Um, and that's a big deal, right? And so to, to give me your thoughts on that, because that's probably one of the areas where people go wrong first. 
I would agree. I think that it's the harder of the two um, for a number of reasons. First of all, yes, nutrition is the most important. It's more important than, than the, the gym, to be honest, or the training. You want people active. You want them to be mobile. You want them to be training. But what we're putting in our body is ultimately the, the, the health of a person. And if you're not putting in the good fuel, you're not going to perform. Your body won't respond. And I, honestly, it's, it's, it's 80% of your success as a healthy individual. You, you might not be fit just eating healthy, but you will be healthy by eating healthy. And we need to have athletes to understand that there's got to be every bit as much of a commitment to the, the fuel they're putting in their body and understanding that the body won't respond to all the training that you're putting it through if, if it's not fueled properly. And, um, that part of it is tough because most people, when, once they go home, they're on their own, they don't have a, you know, a coach or a trainer there with them. And it takes, it requires discipline. And that's where I think just developing healthy lifestyle habits, giving yourself opportunities to be successful by just not buying the junk. You know, if it's not in your house and it's not available to you, you're left with what you have, uh, you know, in the pantry and in the refrigerator and also getting support, you know, if, if you're, if you're um, married and your husband or wife is uh, supportive of what you're doing and doing it with you, it's going to help you do it together, mm -hmm. making your kids eat healthy. Um, so you don't have Cheetos and Doritos and fruit roll-ups and things that are just available to just grab and snack on. Uh, it always, it always helps to have uh, that environment of, of, of a team of people around you. Right. So I think one of the, one of the things about nutrition is that people feel kind of overwhelmed. So the people who are moving from this whole processed food to they're listening to what you're saying and they're like, how the hell am I getting there? So what's, how can they get there? That's not so drastic. What are a few things we can implement that they can go out and do today to sort of change some patterns? Gosh, another, another wonderful question really is, um, I think, first of all, educating yourself and reading. There's, there's several really well-written books on kind of primal nutrition. One of them that I've been recommending for a long time is, is um, The Paleo Solution by Rob Wolf. And not that I'm condoning only strict paleo diets. Um, well, I, I, I do believe in paleo being a, a highly successful and healthy way of, of eating. But it doesn't have to be, for all athletes, strict paleo diets the biggest thing that i think people get from that book or you that people need to understand is just the difference as you said between processed foods highly processed foods and and natural raw foods mm -hmm. not overcooking foods or over seasoning or salting foods keeping things pretty simple and basic not overcomplicating it you know usually if it comes in a box or a can um it's not going to be as healthy for you. Most of your whole foods are going to be around the, the outsides of the store. Everything in the middle is a little more dangerous. Um, you know, lots of vegetables, healthy proteins, um, a small amount of fruits and nuts, and your carbohydrate sources being complex rather than simple is the key. And um, in order to do that, you have to you have to really look at what you're putting in your buggy in the grocery cart. Learn about what is healthy eating by, by doing your research, reading, li listening to the people that have, have um, put
put the time into the research and then giving yourself that opportunity by, by stocking your pantry full of healthy foods and not full of junk. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's great. So what would you tell people, um, that they should take away from, from this? Like if they were to do, if they were to make one change with fitness and one change with nutrition, what would that one change be that you'd give them? Psychologically, I think it would be the mindset of I get to do this rather than I have to do this. Um, you know, more of a, a sense of kind of gratitude and a realization of our blessings. And also that other people, you know, it's not a, just about me, but other people are depending on me. Um, you know, if, if people have the mindset that other people um, are affected by, by my health and by having a poor and unhealthy lifestyle, it's negatively affecting those that depend on me and love me uh, versus this mindset of, wow, you know, there's a lot of people that can't do this, that don't have the ability to do these things or the blessings to do these things. Mm -hmm. And looking at it more of a, as a blessing, I think is helpful. Um, as far as what can a person physically do to do that, it's start to develop discipline mentality versus motivation mentality mm. and um, understand that it's not easy and that every day you have the choice between the easy route and or the decisions that you know and in, in your and your heart are right. And it's always harder to to get to the gym to eat properly. The easy route is going to be the the lazy route. And the lazy route will never lead to success. Oh, that's great. Okay, guys. So here it is. So Tom is amazing. I can't say that enough. My husband worked with him some years ago in Arlington. So that's, we got to know each other well. But Tom is in like the most fantastic shape that I've ever seen anyone. So listen to his advice. So Tom, tell us where we can look at your daily workouts because Tom's pretty active on IG, I think. So where can we find more info about that? And tell us about your apparel. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah. If, if, uh, we do online programming also. Um, as you mentioned, um, I have a, a gym in North Carolina that we have athletes working out of. Uh, anyone interested in doing our online program that doesn't live in North Carolina and can't get here in person, um, the website is humandevelopmentsystems.com. And there's multiple different programs that we do, everything from sports-specific programming uh, down to home gym, don't have a lot of equipment, maybe just a kettlebell body weight type stuff. Uh, again, that's humandevelopmentsystems.com. And um, the apparel, uh, this is uh, an apparel line that a buddy of mine um, and I started, Virtus Outdoor Group. And uh, we do everything from athletic gear to outdoor gear, and uh, you can check us out at vertusoutdoors.com. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to share that with everyone. Sure. And what about your IG? Oh, IG is rub some dirt on it is my personal IG. Um, I don't get quite as specific with the training. It's just more kind of for fun. But I do get in, uh, into it and I do try to show some of the daily exercises that people can do in the proper Movement mechanics is really the purpose of that, just to make sure people understand what the movements are and how they're performed properly. Um, the other IG is human development systems at human development systems and um, Blue Ridge CrossFit. Yeah. Well, great. Thank you for coming on. Oh, thank you for having me. It's great to see you.
Okay, I'll see you next time. Bye. So Tom had a lot to say. I hope that you have found that very insightful and you can take away at least a few practical things that you can implement this week in your fitness and nutrition game. For more information, please check out maxingyou.com and you can check out our fitness portion, the fitness tab that will tell you all about the things we're doing, our courses that you can be a part of and other free cool content. I look forward to seeing you in our next episode. Bye. This was another episode of Maxing You. Keep up with Coach T off the podcast and follow our Instagram at maxing underscore you. Follow us. Want some more of Maxing You? Yeah, I'm lit. Yeah. Visit our site, maxingyou.com.